Hello, and welcome back to the CMLTA podcast. Today, we're diving into a fascinating and complex topic, the delicate dance between a professional's regulatory responsibility and an individual's rights. We'll be exploring court decisions to better understand where the boundaries lie in this intricate balance. But before we jump in, please remember that the information we're sharing is based on current legislation, standards, codes of ethics, policies, guidelines, and case law, all of which may evolve over time. I would also like to add that the case law we are going to discuss today includes some sensitive topics that may be distressing to some individuals, including but not limited to abortion and domestic violence. Although we won't go into great detail about these topics, I wanted our listeners to be aware so that they can make the choice to prioritize their mental well-being. Let's start off by acknowledging that historically, professional regulatory bodies have offered recommendations and guidance regarding out-of-work conduct, social media postings, and some regulatory bodies even have standards of practice and codes of ethics related to off-duty conduct. Most regulated professionals bear the obligation to act in a way that safeguards the integrity of their profession. However, every individual also has rights under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So what happens when these two realms intersect? When can a regulatory body impose rules on out-of-work conduct? To unravel this, let's explore some legal and regulatory cases regarding off-duty conduct and speech-related complaints. The first case we are reviewing is that of Jordan Peterson, a psychologist in Ontario and public figure known for his best-selling self-help books, who received several complaints of unprofessional conduct against him for his social media posts and comments made on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast regarding public health restrictions related to the COVID-19 pandemic. The panel hearing the complaint concluded that his conduct posed a moderate risk to the public and stated that there was potential for undermining public trust in the profession of psychology and trust in the college's ability to regulate the profession in the public interest. The panel argued that he did have a constitutional right to freedom of expression, However, he also had an obligation to maintain professional standards. As a result, he was ordered to undergo a coaching program on professionalism in public statements, and he was ordered to pay for this training. Failure to comply with this could mean revocation of his practice permit. The psychologist filed for review, with one of his arguments being that these tweets were off-duty opinions and that he was not acting in his capacity as a psychologist. His application for appeal was dismissed as the court found that he had identified himself on Twitter as a clinical psychologist and also identified himself using professional titles during his time on the Joe Rogan podcast. The court determined that he cannot have it both ways. He cannot speak as a member of a regulated profession without taking responsibility for the risk of harm that flows from speaking in that trusted capacity. Another slightly older case is that of a licensed practical nurse in Saskatchewan, William Whatcott. A complaint was made against him by Planned Parenthood Regina after picketing in front of their offices. The complaint alleged that Mr. Whatcott's behavior constituted unprofessional conduct when shouting phrases such as Planned Parenthood will give you AIDS and Planned Parenthood murders innocent babies. The discipline committee found him guilty of professional misconduct even though he was off duty. The committee said that lying and uttering defamatory comments are unprofessional activities in that they harm the standing of the profession and bring members into disrespect. He appealed to the Court of Queen's Bench, where his appeal was dismissed. 
However, he then appealed to the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal. The Court of Appeal found that his freedom of expression had been infringed and that there was no evidence that any member of the public thinks or will think less of the profession because of his behavior. The courts reversed the decision of the regulatory body, and he was awarded the cost of the appeal from Saskatchewan Association of Licensed Practical Nurses. Our third and final case we're looking at today comes out of Ontario, where physician Neelan Jaw was found guilty of a criminal offense in relation to the assault of his girlfriend. The College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario brought forward a complaint of unprofessional conduct based on these findings, which resulted in the regulator ordering a three-month suspension and requiring him to pay significant costs related to the complaint. He appealed this decision to the courts and argued that the conduct was part of his personal life and not relevant to his professional practice. The court upheld the decision of the college and stated that the conduct displays poor judgment, lack of self-control, and capacity for violent acts, which stands in stark opposition to the caring, protecting, and healing goals and values of health professionals. It was also argued that in some specialties, physicians will be called to treat victims of domestic violence, and he must be sensitive to issues related to domestic violence. So what can we take away from the cases? I think it's evident that there is a great area between professional responsibilities and personal freedoms. When it comes to expressing your views, it's imperative to separate personal opinions from professional titles to prevent these conflicts. Consider this scenario. If your Twitter handle is Jane Doe the MLT and you are tweeting controversial opinions, these opinions could be seen as unprofessional conduct. The public is likely to interpret your content through the lens of your professional identity and potentially put a higher degree of trust in your opinion because of it. Since you have identified yourself as an MLT, it could also be argued that the integrity of the profession as a whole is impacted by your statements. To safeguard your right to free speech, it's essential not to overtly identify yourself using professional titles in these personal matters or reference your professional expertise. While you undoubtedly possess the right to express your thoughts, these cases underscore that such freedoms come with limitations when intertwined with professional titles or standing. This is that juncture where your obligations to both the profession and the public come into play. In cases involving off-duty conduct, regulators must establish a reasonable connection between the conduct and professional obligations to deem it unprofessional conduct. This underscores the importance of assessing how personal actions may impact your professional standing. As health professionals, it's your responsibility to assess the risks associated with your off-duty conduct and speech. While there's no clear-cut line, these cases prompt reflection on the ethical decisions you make and how they could impact your professional standing. It is also important to remember that as a society and laws change, so do the outcomes of these types of cases. Although these cases do set precedent, that can always be challenged. As well, today we have only gone over the summary of these cases, and all the cases we discussed today are public. So if you want to find out more about them and all of the details that led to these findings, you can go ahead and give them a quick Google, and you will definitely be able to find out that information. I hope this has provided some food for thought for your own reflection and determination of your personal risk mitigation strategies. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them to cmlta at cmlta.org. Thank you so much for tuning in.